0: You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the Post's newsroom to life on stage. Columbia, South Carolina, Mayor Steve Benjamin and Morehouse School
1: of Medicine, President and Dean Valerie Montgomery Rice joined the Post to discuss building trust in the coronavirus vaccine and how history and longstanding health inequities have affected the views of some African-Americans.
0: Good morning, I'm Jonathan Capehart, opinion writer for the Washington Post and welcome to Washington Post Live. Polls have shown public wariness of the coronavirus vaccine, and that distrust is most pronounced in the Black community, a community disproportionately decimated by that pandemic. How do we build trust in the vaccines more broadly? How do we address the racial equity issues in healthcare the pandemic has revealed? Well, I have two people uh, joining us now to discuss those very questions Mayor Benjamin, Steve Benjamin of Columbia, South Carolina, and Dr. Valerie. Valerie Montgomery Rice, President and Dean of the Morehouse School of Medicine. Thank you both very much for being here today. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. Um, Mr. Mayor, I know you are the mayor, but I'm going with the doctor first. Uh, <laughs> a December do survey, <laughs> Dr. Montgomery Rice, a December survey showed 35% of Black Americans would probably or definitely not get the vaccine, even if it's free. Uh, and Dean Save, talk about what's behind that anxiety and what it would take to uh, build trust in the vaccine.
1: So first of all, Jonathan, and to the mayor, thank you all for um, having this conversation. It is one that I have been having a lot over the last couple of uh, weeks, whether it was in the living room with uh, my husband or over Zoom or on some other network opportunity like this. We clearly understand these intercultural uh, issues that have happened in the Black community. We appreciate uh, our history uh, and the mistrust that has been uh, developed over the uh, years back from slavery, right? When we were brought here to this country and forced to participate not in just building this country, but also our bodies were used for experimentation against our will. And we know about Tuskegee. We know about the Mississippi appendectomy storage. We know about the stories of women who were forced to have hysterectomies without their consent in this country. We know about Henrietta Lacks. And all of those really raise concern for us. However, what we also know as healthcare professionals and as scientists that we have over the last 30, 40 years really been pushing to make sure that we had seats at the table, that we were in the rooms where these discussions were being had about what type of clinical research needed to occur to eliminate health disparities, what type of investments need to be made in our community so that we could adequately participate in clinical trials. With this vaccine and this pandemic, one of the things that happened was the curtain was pulled down. And everybody could see the health disparities, not just the people in our community, but majority communities could see how health inequities had led to the disproportionate burden that Blacks and Latinx persons are experiencing with this virus. Now, the question is, what do we do about it? Well, we had to make sure that we had the health prevention strategies, the three W's, washing your hands, watching your distance, and wearing your mask. Then we had to recognize that we were not disproportionately impacted by this virus because we were Black. It was because we were essential workers, because we could not socially distance, because of all of the struggles. So the first part of the answer to your question, Jonathan, is we had to acknowledge the history. And then we had to not be dismissive of people's concerns, but address them head on. And now we can do this through these type of conversations, but also with really moving people from vaccine hesitancy to vaccine acceptance.
0: And one of the ways you, one of the ways you have personally done it, and I was watching it when it happened live on CNN. You got the vaccine with Dr. Sanjay Gupta live on morning television. Why was that so important for you to to get the vaccine in such a public manner?
1: So I'm a scientist. I've done lots of basic science research, lots of clinical research, et cetera. I had looked at all the data and what I wanted the community to see, the world to see, that I clearly would not put something in my body that I did not believe was safe. I think most people believe that it's effective, but the question is, is it safe? And I wanted people to know that I was choosing to do this. I was choosing to make a decision that allowed me to empower myself to be healthy. And so I thought it was very important. And by the way, I got my second vaccine this morning, so my (laughs) arm is a little sore, but pretty good. I mean, not really feeling any side effects yet. Uh huh. I
0: was I was literally about to ask you. Have you gotten the second second shot? I you got it, it this morning.
1: Sanjay and I got it this morning. We didn't do it live because there's a lot of other stuff going on in the news. Uh-huh. But there will be some uh, some information about it that I'm sure that's out in the public. But we both got it again. This this is our three week mark period.
0: Mm-hmm. Mayor Benjamin, bring you here into the conversation. What are you hearing from your constituents about about the vaccine? Are you hearing? Um, any hesitancy, vaccine hesitancy among the people in Columbia, South Carolina?
2: You know, um, um, less and less, and I think it's because of the work of folks like, um, like the fantastic uh, Dean here, being very public and open. Uh, you know, when you get to a point that where we are in American society right now, and it's always important to realize uh, the the incredible challenges we're facing. Uh, that not only are we dealing with the greatest pandemic since 1918, the greatest economic disruption, these. Uh, Frontline workers who who don't have the ability to socially distance like uh, like we do. Uh, Probably the greatest economic disruption since 1932, and still, yes, uh, the greatest social unrest since 1968. We're we're in a time right now where um, there's a lot of incredible distrust out there. And and, and the importance of being transparent and open, uh, uh, the the way that we're seeing our medical professionals. And I'm, 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 I'm seeing a great deal of leadership from all of our medical professionals but certainly our, our, our African-American uh, medical professionals and those of color being out front and open and helping lead this charge to try and, and deal with this incredible challenge. We, of course, know that, that confidence in vaccine safety and, 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 um, and, and effectiveness are the, are the, are the, the, the top predictors of, of whether or not people will actually take it. So we've got to constantly do it, uh, share the message uh, that, that the Dean has just shared And then also, I think, taking advantage of the challenges that we were facing, these historic challenges I just mentioned earlier, uh, we've we've also got to reach out, continue to reach out, other um, uh, uh, trusted voices, elected officials, uh, these new, incredibly strong voices that have emerged over the course of the last year, uh, fighting for social justice, using them as trusted messengers, going to the traditional sources. We've always gone to an African-American community, our, um, our, our, our faith leaders in, our barbershops and, and the like and the beauticians, really uh, stretching very hard uh, to, to build a formal structure, uh, some strong intergovernmental, intersectoral ties, public health officials working with uh, uh, public uh, leaders, uh, but also working with some of those informal uh, sources that, 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 that curry a great deal of, of, um, of, 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 of credibility uh, in, in the community and continue to work to pull it together uh, in these incredibly challenging times, that uh, the dean mentioned uh, earlier, we are um, we are living in historic times, and 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 not always historic in, in mm-hmm. a good way.
0: Right. Well, Mayor Benjamin, have you gotten the vaccine yet?
2: No, man, I, you, I have all this gray hair, but I don't fall into any of the categories just yet. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I am waiting. I am waiting. Bated breath, and I am ready. I, I take every every year. I take my flu vaccine. Uh, in front of the cameras, um, i uh, I uh, roll up my sleeve and sit in the parking lot of city hall and and, and take it. And when the opportunity comes uh, for me to uh, receive my vaccine, uh, I will take it uh, publicly uh, as as well. I think it's I think it's important. I will say this uh, as 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 more and more concerns arise, and I think we're hearing in all every state, people want a greater access. There are people waiting in line in different states. We see these these amazing images. It's it's going to be important for all of us to make sure that we continue to push the message of equity in this discussion. Let's get the vaccines out as rapidly as we possibly can. Let's cover every every corner of America. But we're going to have to make sure that 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 people who are relatively healthy, like I am, uh, who who are people of, of means, that that we wait our turn uh, and make sure that that those who 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 may have comorbidities, those who obviously fits squarely into the the uh, the, the the boxes, the early boxes, and the indicators of, of a thoughtful process. Uh, it, it's important that we do that.
0: Well, I mean, I asked the question of you about the vaccine because we have seen elected officials um, yeah. who, particularly here in Washington and in, in Congress, yeah who um, have been able to get the vaccine um, for reasons of continuity of government. So I just wanted to know about that. But let's talk a little bit more nitty-gritty about the vaccine, Mayor Benjamin. And I wonder, I mean, the Trump administration has delegated responsibility for administering the vaccines to the states. So I'm wondering, does your city, does Columbia, South Carolina, have adequate delivery systems and personnel in place to get the vaccine out to people who, who want to and need to get vaccinated?
2: Well, um, first of all, this is the, the greatest pandemic that's hit the, hit the world in, in over 100 years. I, I, I've, I've been clear and um, unabashed in um, my opinion and, and at times uh, responsible criticism of the fact that I think I bought that uh, a centralized approach uh, from the federal government uh, what was probably the very best way of, of, of dealing with everything along the way, uh, the, uh, uh, from, from testing uh, to PPE and, and certainly to the vaccine. I don't believe that a, a, a fractured approach across the 50 states and, and, and the territories on top of that is the way to do it. Uh, we have had a great and wonderful relationship with our State Department of Health and Environmental Control, our hospitals and, and, and others who are helping deliver uh, the, the vaccine. Um, and I mean, just this morning, um, a conversation with the CEO of our of our uh, largest health system in the state, and also with the individual at our State Department of Health and Environmental Control. Separate conversations. The person charged with uh, uh, communicating with with communities of color, and that and those are, are regular conversations. Uh, I, I do wish. Uh, certainly, I'm a, I'm a believer in cities, not only am I a former president of the African American Mayors Association and the U.S. Council of Mayors. I'm also president of the Mayors. Mutual Admiration Society. I believe that mayors get things done. I would love to have more, more functional and clear control of delivery of, of the vaccine. I believe that we can get more done. But it, but but absent that, uh, making sure we continue to foster this constant dialogue, this constant transparency, these constant partnerships that we've that we've been able to do with some success around testing and, and, and PP and the like. Obviously it gets a whole lot more technical when you get the, the, the vaccine distribution. Uh, but but mm-hmm. we can get it. Hopefully, if we are able to show some dexterity and and wonderful partnerships that reek of equity uh, in delivering uh, in the first stages of the vaccine, that over the next several weeks and months, we'll we'll see a much more robust supply that allows us to meet the needs of all of our citizens. Should also
0: point out that you were the president of the United States Conference of Mayors also. Um, uh, Dr. Montgomery Rice, uh, what do you think is causing the 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 lag in the vaccination rollout?
1: Well, I think, first of all, if you look at what was at the beginning was, they thought that, okay, because it's two doses, the two that had been approved, Moderna and Pfizer, that the federal government, as I understood it, they were withholding some part of it so that people could be eligible for, uh, we would have doses of, for people to have their second dose, right? So they would send it out to the state based on the prioritization that we have put forth on who should get vaccinated first, second, third, fourth, and we're giving them the dosage that they needed for that population in a stage manner and then holding back 50%. Well, there was a study that just came out of the Annals of Internal Medicine that said that by reducing the amount of vaccine doses withheld to only instead of 50%, uh, we would be able to supply a steady dose of 6 million doses per week, which in the U.S. could avoid 29% more cases over eight weeks. Mm. This is a moving target, and so we have to be agile. We have to be flexible, remembering that they are recommendations that have been put forth by the FDA and the CDC and the National Academy of Medicine about how we should stage uh, who gets vaccinated. It does us no good to have a bunch of vaccines. They only become relevant when they are in people's arm and they become vaccinations. And we have heard of cases where we have been, people have been discarding vaccine because they got to the number of people that day that they could vaccinate based on the categories, and there was still amount of vaccines left in vials mm. that could equate to a dose. Well, we don't want that to happen. So, what we need to do is be agile and common sense, agility along with common sense. So, eventually, we want everybody to be vaccinated. So, if I'm in a room and I'm giving out vaccinations and there are people, let's say, like our mayor, who, who doesn't quite meet the age range, but he is an essential worker. And if I had vaccine available, I would ask him to step up right then and take that vaccine. And Keep so, if you know, <laughs> if navigate. you know, Yeah, if you know, uh, uh, it came out earlier today, uh, the uh, Biden-Harris administration has has, uh, acknowledged that they're going to ask for release of all available Mm -hmm. vaccine doses and break away from the current administration policy. And so I think that we are going to have more access now. This is really important, Jonathan. Because we're doing a vaccine um, vaccination Saturday here at Morehouse School of Medicine, and because on Tuesday we vaccinated civil rights leaders, thirty of them: Ambassador Young, uh, Dr. Lewis Sullivan, Henry Hank Thomas, mm. a freedom rider, Henry Hank Aaron, we and 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 twenty six wow. others, and mm. we then announced that we were going to do these vaccination Saturdays for the next four weeks. We have gotten two thousand calls and we were talking about people 75 and older so please don't tell me that black people don't want to get vaccinated that's not true they are ready but here's the challenge manpower it is a process you have to get the you get the vaccine vaccines in a thawed position. You then have to unthaw them. You have to let them sit at room temperature. You have to have appropriate people who can draw them up and then actually administer the dose. You then have to monitor people for at least 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And at that time, we're using our medical students to hopefully get them to fill out the V-safe app so that they can report their symptoms afterwards. So it is about a 40 minute process if you do it right. With registration, mm. vaccinated, because they actually get the injection takes five minutes. It is the watching afterwards and a little bit of work before so that we can make sure that we can document everybody who's been vaccinated, give them the right information such that they come back in three weeks. So, manpower, we need more resources at the State level, at the city level, and in our departments of public health, so that we can hire additional personnel to help with the administration of the vaccine.
0: Well, Dr. Montgomery Rice, you stole some of my thunder. I was just about to to um, uh, announce that breaking news. that's <laughs> that's quite that is quite all right. That means you are on it. You are totally on it and on the news. So let's broaden this conversation out. Um, from um, from the vaccine to the inequities in healthcare. Uh, I'm sure the two of you have seen the video of Dr. Susan Moore, the Indiana <laughs> yeah. physician who recently died um, from COVID-19 who took to Facebook in her final days, is what we now know as her final days, complaining righteously about her treatment. We have a, cl- a clip. Of of one of her videos. Let's let's watch. So I started asking, "Send me to another hospital where they can treat me." I and mean, if they're not going to treat me here properly, send me to another hospital. <laughs> oh. next thing I know, I'm getting a stat CT of my neck with and without contrast. The CT went down a little bit into my lungs and you could see new pulmonary infiltrates, new uh, lymphadenopathy all throughout my neck. And all of a sudden, yes, we will treat your pain. You have to show proof that you have something wrong with you in order for you to get the medicine.
1: I put forward and I maintain, if that was white, I wouldn't have to go through that. Heartbreaking. Um,
0: I go ahead, Dr. Montgomery Rice. I was just about to come. to All you. I
1: can tell you as a healthcare professional. So this is on my social networks. We were appalled, even though we know it happens. We know that our degrees don't protect us when we go into sometimes the environments, and that is appalling. Particularly when we have seen the greatest example of health inequities in this country right because our sitting president and everybody that has been infected in the rose garden or who is attached to the current president has been able to have first of all access to regular testing such that when they Mm -hmm. turn positive they could get not only just access to remdesivir and steroids immediately but many of them probably got monoclonal antibodies which has been shown to be most effective when you get them within the first 72 hours of your diagnosis mm. that hasn't been made available to the public and clearly has not been made available to all those 300,000 people who are now dead and so mm-hmm. a example of health inequity and she laid it out for us again snatch mm-hmm. that curtain down so we could really see what happens in people's day-to-day lives
0: and before i have you respond uh, mayor benjamin i should also note that the hospital where dr moore was first being treated has launched an investigation and um in in a statement says we have initiated an independent third-party review of dr moore's case as well as our overall patient care protocols communication and procedures, Mayor Benjamin. Um, your reaction to one the clip that that we just showed, but also the overall story of you know, to Dr. Montgomery Rice's point, you know, the degrees that we might have and the stature we might have, um, does, doesn't mean a thing sometimes in in the healthcare setting. Your reaction to a doctor having to beg for treatment.
2: Uh. Jonathan, I grew up in some of the toughest neighborhoods um, in America. I grew up in South Jamaica, Queens. I, I, I watched um, literally watched young men uh, die as a teenager. I before my role as mayor, I, I served uh, as a cabinet secretary, I ran the second largest law enforcement agency in the state. I've seen, I've seen things uh, over the course of my life that um, have always humbled me, i found painful. I, every time I watched that video uh, up. uh It is yeah. incredibly uh, to watch. It's difficult to watch. It is illustrative of, of the fact, uh, um, the defining the fact that, that that very much since the birth of this nation, uh, that um, race has um, has defined so much uh, uh, in this country. in the story of the African seed and the American son is one, yes, of triumph, but also of great pain. Uh, Dr. Montgomery Rice are particularly laid out some of the incredible challenges. This is a home. South Carolina is a home of of, of Dr. J. Marion Sims, and uh, he's deified in the statue. <laughs> and I speak often um, uh, about the stories of of Lucy and Annark and, Be- and Betsy, uh, the the mm-hmm. women that he, uh, craft on as the uh, um, father of modern gynecology. Uh, sure. The stories are real, and they're and they're painful. And, and, and that that painful video is illustrative of, of, the, of the proximity uh, that that all African Americans have had to this particular virus uh, let's 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 get past the historic inequities but this particular mm-hmm. virus a so, number last uh, month that suggests that 31 percent of all African Americans um, across this country know someone who's died from the virus and and that and that, that and usually we're, we we hear people like Brian Stevenson talking about proximity in terms of justice and criminal justice and, and systemic injustice and in, in um, uh, law enforcement. Uh, the the this enemy that the um, uh, virus has become to all communities, but certainly communities of color is just so real, and that's why it's so important to have. It, it, you meant, and I'm going to say this: I'm I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time there. You talk about continuity of government. And access to the to the um, to the to the vaccine and, and some of our champions. My, my Congressman Jim Clyburn is a, is a, is a champion a champion of of, of addressing every single inequity uh, that we discussed here uh, today. And to watch him get vaccinated uh, was was powerful. It was meaningful to me. I love the man. Uh, to watch others, uh, quite frankly, who have uh, spent uh, months after months after months uh, um, minimizing the impact. of of this virus on on the country also see get access to that very same vaccine i my my phone Mm -hmm. blew up people speaking to hypocrisy and the the like but but nonetheless i want to see every single american uh, be uh be be vaccinated the reality is that we've got to keep to use our bully pulpits to speak just as we were dealing with testing testing gives you data data gives you intelligence intelligence gives you the opportunity to make good policy good policy that allows you to make sure that we're all covered, the challenge is now we've got to use the power of that humanized data, that powerful uh, video, that testimony, uh, to, to, to make sure that as many of our citizens who may not have access uh, to the resources that we have understand the importance uh, of getting uh, vaccinated. And that's, that's why mm-hmm. I really appreciate your, your initial questions and Dr. Montgomery Rice's initial answer. Because we've got, we cannot just admire the problem. We got to get action, and we got to continue pushing uh, for more and more action.
0: You know, uh, we seem to, as a nation, keep breaking um, records when it comes to um, when it comes to the number of people succumbing to COVID nineteen. And yesterday was was yet another one of those days, according to the COVID tracking project. The United States reported more than 4,000 new coronavirus-related deaths yesterday. So, Dr. Montgomery Rice, given that data and how it seems like every day has been a record over the previous day, therefore an overall record, how concerned are you about this more contagious variant of the virus first identified in the United Kingdom that's now been reported in the United States?
1: Well, first of all, Jonathan, I always believe in science, and so what we have found out thus far, and we still have much more research to do, it does appear that our vaccines will uh, protect against that variant as as it's protected against what we thought was the first or the second or the third variant. And viruses always mutate. We know that with the flu vaccine. And so we are always going to be monitoring this. So, what I say to our community is don't let that information impact your decision on whether or not to get vaccinated. You talked about 4,000 cases. We keep hitting new highs every day. What we know if we get more vaccines in people's arms and they get vaccinated. What the vaccinations do, you all, it doesn't prevent you from getting the virus. But you have antibodies in your system that can chew up the virus and decrease your viral load to a point where you don't become a hospitalization and you don't become a death. Mm-hmm. So what we will start to see first, is uh, the death rates go down, hospitalization, and then cases later. Because remember, we don't necessarily know yet that just because I've gotten the vaccine, that I cannot infect someone.
2: Mm.
1: He knows mm. that I should see a decrease in my chance of getting the disease, being, being symptomatic, going to the hospital with symptoms and hopefully dying. But we must continue the three W's, washing our hands, watching our distance and wearing our masks. Because that's the preventive health strategies that also will help mitigate the number of cases. Because I won't be able to mm-hmm. pass on the virus. So very important: vaccination, vaccination, vaccinations, and the three Ws.
0: And as Dr. Corey A. of New Orleans said uh, on my Sunday show on MSNBC: wa- wash up, mask up, separate and vaccinate. Mayor Benjamin, I I I we are completely out of time, but I cannot let you go without getting your reaction to the events on Capitol Hill on Wednesday. Are you concerned about the ability of the of the federal government? Um well let me let me scratch that. Because you're the mayor of a of a southern city. You're mayor of a southern city in South Carolina just and you're a black mayor. Just give me your reaction briefly to what you saw on Wednesday here in Washington.
2: I was offended in so many different levels. And, and back to your initial question, I, I, I do not question the federal government's ability uh, to control what happened then to have an, an, any, any other event in history. There must be a willingness, however, to do so. Uh, you remember just five, six years ago, as we dealt with the removal of the Confederate flag here, in South Carolina, we will always face these challenges. Um, the question is whether or not we're willing to work together uh, as, a, as a country to speak to our better angels. Uh, we have a wonderful relationship with law enforcement here. If in fact, and I, I do feel comfortable uh, that with the new administration in place, we'll, we'll get the leadership we need to pull people together and to push back against the excesses mm-hmm. of America, we can do it.
0: I wish we I wish we had more time, but we are, Overtime, Mayor Steve Benjamin of Columbia, South Carolina, Dr. Valerie Montgomery Rice, President and Dean of the Morehouse School of Medicine. Thank you very, very much for coming on Washington Post Live.
2: Thank you so
1: thank
0: much. Thank you for John. having me. And as always, thank you for joining us. I'm Jonathan Capehart, opinion writer at the Washington Post. Thanks for watching, watching Washington Post Live and try, try to have a good weekend.